0: go, Friends by Led Zeppelin, well, not all of it, just uh, a little intro bit there, and while well, well, I can sing, I've never seen that song in a million years, because it's... it's so high-pitched. Anyway, let me put these on. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Friends by Led Zeppelin, off Led Zeppelin 3, just in case you didn't know. Really good song, song number two, goes into Celebration Day, which is a great celebration. Oh, Adam Piggott here, Pushing up a Podcast, number 15. Getting along, eh? Getting along. Numbers are climbing. Things are happening. It's my birthday this week. Mm-hmm. That's where you all sing, happy birthday to me. Uh, 45, eh? Yeah, 45. Good 45. People say I look about 10 years younger. Um, my wife's 10 years younger, so that's probably why I feel 10 years younger. Uh, and she gave me, the good wife, because she's a good wife, she gave me a, um, an ashtray, cigar ashtray, from the Pacific Cigar Company Limited, Pacific Cigar Art Series Collection, hand-painted by Christian de Velta Sigler Exclusive number 380 of 500 it's got a lovely hand painting here of some Cuban hot chick dressed in red um and I had my first cigar in that ashtray today though my birthday wasn't today and I tapped it out and it was it's a very great gift and um well, I can I tell you? My wife gets me cigar ashtrays for my birthday. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? That means she's trained well. You have to train them. You have to train them. Uh, last year, she got me a humidor um, thinking that she wants me to smoke myself to death. <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only thing I can think of there. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at that. It's got pride of place on my desk. Not only has it got pride in place on my desk, I... I even cleaned my desk up. Um because it would have it wouldn't look really good on a on a cluttered desk. And maybe that's the real reason my wife got it for me, you know, besides so clean my desk. If so, it was an expensive way to get me to clean my desk, but thanks honey, I appreciate it. That was that was really good. Um I also got some other bits and pieces as well. Um and uh and forty five, which is um Which is a good age. Um, A few youngies out there. Here's how I'll I'll sum up the different decades. Uh, Teenage years, fucking awful. Best forgotten. Um, 20s, better, better than the teenage years. But that's saying that you know, um, vomiting in your own mouth is better than shitting your pants in public. You know, it. Well, shit. I suppose it's better, but it's not by much. Uh, so 20s, you know, good, but um, the problem with 20s, well, here's the, when you're a teenager, you think no, you know everything and you know absolutely nothing at all and you've got no money. In your 20s, you have this um, creeping suspicion that maybe just maybe you don't know as much as you thought you did in your teenage years and you get just enough money to be able to get yourself into trouble but never get yourself out of it. Uh, in your thirties, you come to the distinct understanding that you know absolutely nothing much about anything that you thought. But now you get more money um, that you can get yourself uh, generally into, and sometimes out of trouble as well. Forties. Uh, so I'm halfway through the forties. Best decade so far by a long way. Now you, now uh, now you in the forties, you definitely know that you know nothing at all, which is a, a, a very safe place to be um uh, the the only real dangers in life are the things that you're absolutely certain about that that, that's dangerous things for you um but if you're if you're uncertain about everything um and i am uncertain in every uncertain about everything i mean i could even be uncertain about feminists no i'm uncertain about feminists but i'm uncertain about most things uh and that's good and now i've got you know more money than sense and that's um And that's great. And I don't generally touch wood. I don't generally tend to get myself into trouble that much anymore. So uh, the 40s have been really good. I'm halfway through them. Uh, 40s have been so good that I'm looking forward to the 50s. Uh, I'm I'm still very fit. I went to the gym yesterday. Uh, I deadlifted 150 kilos, and I've only been going back to the gym for about five months. I'm pretty happy with that. That's good. Um, So, you know, I've still got it. I, I, I walk down the street... girls uh girls girls still look at me um out of pity obviously um but you know they still look and that's that's better than not being looked at i mean the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about at all so they're looking i mean uh and i and i um i like pity pity's good um pity's great uh, and girls are great. Uh, I love girls, and in fact, this episode is going to be the girls episode, or maybe the women episode. This episode is devoted to women. It's about women. It's for women. No, it's not for women. They can fuck off. But um, it's it's about it's about um, everything everything I know about women, which is not very much at all. Like I said, um, it's as you get older, you realise that you know less and less, and uh, it's a very comforting place to be. You're almost like a baby, uh, drinking milk, um, going to bed early um you know after dinner even before dinner go to bed have your 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 bed your dinner in your bed in dinner your dinner in bed uh like a little bib around your neck uh that's how it's like a regression there's that uh, there's that uh brad pitt movie where he starts off really old and he gets younger and younger until he you know he dies of being born or something and um um, that that's that's what getting old is like, you know. You just you just infantise yourself, and uh, it's absolutely wonderful to go from those teenage years of knowing, being absolutely certain about everything else, everything in the world, and that everyone else knows nothing, into now the exact opposite of that. I, I can't wait to see what the '80s would be like. I just suppose I'd be a drilling retard, um, sitting on a beach somewhere, singing Ave Maria while masturbating a moose or something like that. Um, but um, we all have our hopes and dreams, and those are mine. Uh, Maybe you've got hopes and dreams too. Maybe your hope and dream is to turn off this podcast. Who knows? Um, But you're not able to because it's like um, a train crash. You you can't stop watching. You can't can't tear your eyes away from it, And, and that's what my podcast is like. You can't stop listening now. I dare you. See, you couldn't. I told you. What do you think you're doing? Women. Women make you think like that. That's what they do, you know? um i always say to people someone says to me oh adam i thought you meant this i say what did i tell you about thinking it's not good for you you should stop it Uh, and that's the big danger with women they make you think you think why am i with this woman you know uh, is it uh, is it this out of mercy is this like uh, a a mercy marriage or something like that i ask myself that every day it could be the case you know um why do men get married Uh, well married we we get married because we're lonely you know, uh, there is only so many things you can do with a dog that are legal, and these days, less and less. Um, so we get lonely. Uh, or, or we have no options, and well, they're really the same thing, aren't they? Um, that's why you get married, young young men out there, because you have no options, uh, and you look around and you think to yourself, "Well, I, I better look like I know I know something about the world, because I am just starting to realize that I don't know anything." This is, of course, this isn't if you get doesn't count if you get married. Like 17, excuse me, or something like that. Or you marry your 13 year old cousin, I don't know, which is still legal in some parts of the world, but who wants to walk around with a towel on your head watching sheep die? I mean, I don't want to do that. Uh, And that's what you have to do if you want to marry a 13 year old, because you have to live in some, you know, Middle Eastern shithole. And uh, towels on my head just don't look good, especially tea towels, because I've been using them to, you know, wipe plates or wipe my cat's bottom. My cat's been behaving very badly today. Um, I had to use a spray, I used like a water spray bottle on him, like in his face. Um, You know, not too much, maybe seven or eight litres of water, something like that, but eventually gets the message uh, and he's being very naughty, so I have no doubt that he'll interrupt this podcast at some point, but I'm not going to stop it, except for a drink. Uh, What am I drinking tonight? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you what I'm drinking. I'm not telling you what I'm smoking. Um, You can all get fucked. I've, I've, I've given you enough drinks and enough cigars already linked to this. I mean, have you, have you, have you purchased any of those? Have you refined your palates? No, you haven't. So why am I going to give you more? None at all. You don't deserve them. And you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even understand them. You wouldn't even understand them even if you purchase them. Don't purchase them. I don't know why I, gave, I should go back and I should delete them all. I should delete all the links because you obviously don't understand them because you don't understand anything, which is as it should be. Very good. You've learned something. All right, women uh what's there to say about? i love women by the way i just i just want to i really should start this off with that. i love i really i love all types of women i love uh i love the beautiful ones that's about it really i love the beautiful ones those are the ones that i love um so maybe i should um maybe i should uh, change that slightly i love beautiful women there we go uh they're like god's gift to men here we go he's a gift he's something you can't take your eyes away i mean uh, us men in the face, I mean, all these, you know, guys in the manosphere acting tough, writing on Hirtiste's blog or Rollo's blog or something like that, and oh, I do this, blah, 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 they, they tw- turn into a dribbling meh- mess, a complete retard if they're in the presence of a woman above about a 7, 7.5, something like that. They lose their shit completely. That's what, that's what women do to us men, beautiful women. Of course, women who aren't beautiful, we 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 don't even look we just we just look right through you and you become feminist as a result uh you used to go into into convents why can't you just do that? We didn't have to hear about you you know any any ugly women went into convents and that was that was how it should be but now they're walking around amongst us with blue hair. what is that i don't understand i was uh I've got a friend of mine um well a friend she's a Facebook friend, so you know i i don't even know what that means anymore um but um she's entered herself in the the Miss Italia for the Trentino Alto Adige. And she's, you know, quite good looking. She actually did really well. She went, went right to the final, the Trentino. And the runner-up was uh, had blue hair. Uh, what's that? The runner-up of of the, the regional Miss Italia. So the Trentino is like a state in the United States or in Australia or something like that. Had blue hair. The runner-up had blue hair. Blue hair. Um, what was she like the rest of her? She was hot. So that just didn't even make sense. But she had like blue-gray hair and i was looking at the photos maybe i should copy one of those photos and paste it up i don't know. maybe i should but blue hair miss italia contest and who came second in the regional final i don't understand but i love all types of women i love beautiful women and that's about it and that's as it should be because god put them here on the earth for us men to look at and then lose our collective minds over um and that's the way the world works see how you, you start understanding you don't know anything at all? That that's this is this is, you know, this is the reason that that teenagers think they know everything is because um uh, well the men's ex- the boys' excuse is all of all of the blood's gone to their penis continuously. I mean, your teenage years it's just a permanent erection. Um this is why I was never a school teacher. I just I, I don't want to be around that. I find it distasteful uh women's excuse that because uh, they don't have penises a little bud can go to and leave their brain well they're just stupid obviously um so we don't like stu- well we do like stupid women if they're beautiful i mean so look we love all types of beautiful women if they're beautiful and they they could be even a beautiful feminist but those things don't exist so that'd be like a conundrum that'd be like a hippie who washes or a muslim who doesn't blow himself up you know it, just, it doesn't exist um so we love we love beautiful women um and what can i tell you about women um well um just hang around the beautiful ones that's all that's 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 all you, you need to do um my wife's very beautiful um people ask me about my marriage all the time actually uh because amongst our friends um well if we had any friends amongst our friends um our marriage would be held up as the perfect marriage obviously uh, and, uh, so I get asked all the time, you know, how I do it. And, um, and this is, this is a, this is obviously a good question. And I do it through fear, obviously. Uh, I keep her in a state of fear. Um, so she never know where, you know, where, where something's going to come something could just come flying at her from across the room, or I could wake up and suddenly turn on her like a a ravenous uh, leopard or something like that. But not in a sexual way; just like losing my mind. And and it helps helps to keep girls balanced, you know. If if suddenly you know you're gonna you're gonna completely lose your shit for no reason at all, because they're the ones who are supposed to be doing that. So if you flip the tables on them, then that's that's that that works to some extent. So that's what I say. Uh, I also say to them that I use the um, I use the carrot and the stick method. Um, except without the carrot, just um, lots of stick, just stick. Um, uh, you know, it's not it's not legal to beat your wife anymore unless, like I said, you want to be a towelhead. Um, and and that, of course, you know, that's um, that's disappointing. Um, disappointing to a lot of women, I think, because you know, I think most 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 of the best pornos that I ever watched back when my teenage years, when I was walking around with a permanent erection, were the ones where the girl found a guy who wanted to smack her bottom and then she went, that's just like Daddy did. And, and you know, you know the type I mean. You know the type I mean. Go away, cat. Go on. Um, and and so, you know, I, carrot and stick without the carrot, just stick. What does that mean? Like I said, fear. Uh, a fear-based relationship is probably your best way to go. It covers all your bases. Um, and, um, and, of course, you know, I mean, because Rollo says that, you know, there's a power dynamic in a relationship... One partner needs the person more than the other one. He's wrong, of course. It's the fear dynamic. One person is scared of the other person more than the other one. And that's 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 what really makes uh, a relationship based based on mutual uh, trust and uh, respect. So you need to think about that. Um, but well, yeah, beautiful women. That's what I mentioned feminists before. I actually also love feminists. I do. Uh, now that surprise, might surprise you. Uh, a little bit hell it surprises me um but they had values in my life in so many ways so many ways um that you just can't believe like the other day uh i was catching the train i was down here at my local little train station uh in melbourne and um there was a feminist who was standing on the platform by herself um because you know they're feminists they don't have any friends no one wants to be around them uh of course i was standing uh on the platform um by myself because my wife was afraid to go out with me um but you you can, i knew she was a feminist this woman because um well there's there's two ways you can spot um a feminist um it, and it's it's always about the hair it's always about the hair now you can tell a feminist because she has like a, a different like a strange color hair and it's most of the time it's blue um sometimes it's red but she's more of a marxist if it's red um, and these are like these are like uh, like we have a um, a deadly creature. Uh, all, all the creatures are deadly in, in Australia, but we have this octopus. It's like really small. It's like the size of your hand. It's called a blue ringed octopus, and its bite paralyzes your heart and you die. Um, apparently, uh, and anyway, to warn you that things aren't going to go well for you if you if you keep going in this octopus's uh, general direction. Um, it it it. Lights up with all these fluorescent blue rings; hence, blue ringed octopus. So, uh, feminists use the same thing with their hair; uh, they're colouring it blue just to warn you off that if you go if you go closer to them, then then things aren't aren't going to go too well for you um, at all. Uh, the other, of course, the other way is um, hair type is short hair. Uh, short blue hair uh, is particularly um, disturbing. they would be like a rattlesnake. Crossed with a blue ringed octopus, crossed with Hillary Clinton, something like that. Uh, that that that's that's to let you know, really, you you, you want to stay away from this anyway. This, uh, of course, the other way, um, you. It's not just the hair, I suppose. Um, well, it's the hair or the fact that she's walking around with a shirt saying "I bathe in men's tears." Yeah, that also is a recognisable. Um, a way of identifying a feminist, I generally find, is, is quite, is quite, lead, leads you down the right path. Anyway, so this woman had short hair, so I knew she was a feminist. And she was standing there with, a, she had a smile like a cat's asshole. Yeah. Um, so very, very thin mouth, you know, like a cat's arsehole. You ever stuck your face up close to a cat's asshole, Well, that does, that, that but you don't want to do that? Well, don't, don't stick your face up close to a feminist mouth. Um, and, uh, Anyway, the train was coming up and and there's there's two types of trains in in Melbourne. There's there's the, the new expensive trains, and the new expensive trains have like a button that you push and it changes to a different colour green, not blue, yeah green. Uh, and the door just opens if its own no accord, it goes like that, and you get on, it's quite easy. But then there's the older style train, uh, where you've the, the, the door go beep, beep, beep like the driver's taken the lock off and you have to uh, yank it and you know you need to give it a you need to give it a good you need to give it a good one too um so <clears throat> the the feminists were standing away from me obviously because i wouldn't be standing next to a, f- near a feminist she's probably about 10 meters away but the 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 train door arrived right uh, midway between the two of us and this of course this is the moment where f- feminists give me joy so um, I immediately walked up to the door and opened it first because I'm a manly man doing manly things, and uh, and um, and then I stepped back because I knew she was behind me. I stepped back to let her go first, and it was a it wasn't like a, a half step back. It wasn't like a testing the waters step back. Would you like to go first? Or blah blah blah. It was like a definitive step back. If you don't, if you don't get on the train, I'm not getting on the train. We'll stand here till eternity. That's what it was, and she immediately knew what it was. and And as she got on, her face, the, the cat's asshole smile mouth, because I don't smile. Uh, her, her face, her face looked like it, it, it was ready to break. It was ready to shatter into a thousand pieces out of the the pain she felt at my gentlemanly act, which she had to accept. So that gave me joy. So feminists give me joy. In fact, I was probably happy. I was walking around with a smile on my face for ages after that, just considering the fact that she was walking around with a broken glass face, at all the angst and hate and, and misogyny that she felt. Um, and, and people say I'm a mis- misogynist. I have been called a misogynist before, and, and that's not true. You know, it's not fair, I hate everybody, so it's not it's not just women I hate everyone uh you my listeners why why would I like you that you would lower yourselves to listen to this this podcast I mean think about it I mean do you tell your friends about this podcast or why not go and tell them there you go um women i had uh, I had drinks with a buddy of mine on uh Saturday night. He needed to go out to complain about women, specifically Australian women, because he's uh, a foreigner, he's Italian, and he's living here in Australia. And he's a, he's a bit of a player back in Italy, I can definitely tell it, because most Italian men are players. But he's at his wit's end with Australian women. And, I, and so I, I said, Lord, I'll go out for a drink, we'll have a talk about this. And he started to tell me all these problems. And, and I said to him, look, dude, all Australian women are crazy. Now, I, I know what you're what you're thinking, right? Now you're thinking, oh, hang on, Adam, all women are crazy. Okay. I know that. But Australian women, and of course this is a generality, you know. I do know some Australian women who aren't crazy. They're rare, but they're out there. Um, But Australian women generally are out there where the trains don't run. Um, And... I said to him I said to him it's interesting this because Italians do so many things badly like they do government very badly uh, politicians politics very badly they do the taxation system very badly um defense force pff, very badly but uh, the family unit the family unit the Italians do pretty well on because in the fam- Italian family unit this is how it works you've got the husband and the wife and the husband thinks he's in charge, and to outside appearances, he's allowed to look like he's in charge. So this gives him satisfaction, and he's content. Whereas actual fact, the wife is in charge behind the scenes, uh, which gives her satisfaction, and she's content. So there's this yin-yang balancing thing going on there. And it works very, very well for the most part, of course. There are always exceptions. Um. But in Australia, um, we come from an Anglo-Saxon background, which for the past 40 years has been destroyed, steadily eroded by progressives, saying that women can have it all and you know all the lies. And Australian women now really, from a base that was pretty soft, (laughs) foundation that was pretty soft to begin with, um, it's, it's turned into serious quicksand. And Australian women just don't know where they're at anymore. They believe they can have it all. They believe they don't need a man, but they need a man. It's like their the head's going from one side to the other, and there's all these crazy voices going inside them. And and, and because of this, Australian women, um, it's not that they have completely unrealistic expectations um, of a relationship. They, they've they got no idea what they're supposed to do in a relationship at all. And so my poor Italian friend was uh, was, was very, very lost. Um and I was just, I was to say, look, you, you generally, uh, in Australia, you generally want to stay away from Australian women. Uh, Australian women uh, in Australia, uh, because outside Australia, they tend to be better. But in Australia, if they're blonde, they're crazy. That's it. They're crazy. They're completely crazy. And you'll know in the first five or 10 minutes, they're crazy. Uh, if they're brunette, uh, they're the really, so these can be the really um, dangerous ones because they can make you think that they're not crazy. Um, but in fact, they're completely crazy as well. In fact, even more crazy. So, uh, yeah, Australia, Australian women. He asked me, "Well, what what nationalities of women uh, would you recommend?" Well, the, the Dutch are great. Um, Generally, sense of course, I'm not going to say all Dutch women. Danish women are great. Really like Danes. Uh, You're probably picking a pattern here. Uh, Swedish women are really, really good. Uh, even though the Swedes are kind of like the, the dodo of the human race. They're about to go extinct. But uh, um, they're, you know, their they're women are very, 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 very fine and lovely. Um, though they, they do have unreal ex- unrealistic expectations now, I think, as well. I mean, I'm talking Swedish women of 15 years ago. This is kind of when I was hanging around them. So maybe we'll take the Swedes out of there because their country's just got too fucked up. Uh, but that Dutch women are great. Um, Japanese women uh, are great uh, until they smile I mean, don't these people go to dentists in japan I don't understand Japanese women. you know they'll be this absolutely beautiful woman and but you you're standing looking at her and you and you're wondering yourself, um why has she got a mouthful of sushi or something uh but she's not she's got a mouthful of her teeth and um her mouth's having difficulty holding the bastards in, and then she'll say something, and it's like, whoa. Fucking hell. Uh, New Zealand women, um, probably the ugliest women in the world, and that's saying something. Um, it's actually a strange phenomenon about New Zealand women. Um, if they're in New Zealand, um, a, a New Zealand woman in New Zealand will be ugly, but then if she leaves New Zealand, strange phenomenon is, um, if she has the capacity, she she actually... I don't know, maybe it's something in the air over there, in the water, but she becomes beautiful like what she'd normally be. And you're a very, 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 very hot Kiwi girl. Absolutely stunning woman. Um, but then if they go back to New Zealand, they they become ugly again. Yeah? It's very strange. Um, I have never been able to work this, this, this one out. Um, American women... They talk. Well, all women talk, but American women kind of—it's like their voice is grating, um, and and they and American women have this um, complete—it's—it's um, it's unbelievable. Uh, most American women I th- I meet think that they're funny. They don't walk around saying they're funny, but they're always carrying on as if they are funny, um, and they're not, because women aren't funny um, at all. There are no funny women. It just doesn't exist. Oh, there are, they're, but they're unicorns. Like, my wife's funny. My wife's generally funny. Um, a few of my ex-girlfriends have been funny. Um, but uh, for the most part, women women just aren't funny at all. Um, and it was, it was Christopher Hitchens who came up with this first. I mean, women aren't funny because they don't need to be funny. Uh, men are funny because it's the only way a lot of us get laid like if you're if you're growing up a teenager and you know you look like a a teenage male growing up um you, you, it's, it's, you haven't got any hope in hell it's just it's just not gonna work um but if you can make uh if you can make girls laugh uh it's just like this, this extra power that you have well the only power that you have and 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 if you can make them laugh a lot then they'll they'll generally tend to sleep with you um but Women don't need to do this because we just want to sleep with them anyway, so they don't need to be funny. So they've never they've never developed a sense of humor because they don't have to develop a sense of humor. Um, and and women comedians tend to be these these bull dykes from hell going on and talking about penises and cocks. And and I said it on my Ghostbusters podcast. with it's women pretending to be men, and they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to be funny. It's just not funny. Um, and American women are like this all the time. Every American woman I've ever met thinks she's hilarious. thinks she's she's the funniest thing. They're really loud. They're carrying on. They're slapping their their legs when they're laughing. And and at least they go to dentists, which is nice. Um, but but they're not funny at all. They're not funny. Um, so that's American women. I, I don't I don't understand what, um, American women at all. Um. Um. What are, what other female women races out there? Uh, Canadians, the big bottoms. I think it's to um, I think it's to get through the cold winters, so that they store the fat away from the winter. But then in the summer they don't work it off, so that's not good. Uh, Central America, just stay away from there. They're all they're all completely um, uh, they're sharpening your kni- the knives to cut your penis off as we speak. Um, so you want to stay away from them. Um, I think Venezuela women would be a really good deal right now because uh, Venezuelan women are traditionally very, very hot and now they'd be very, very desperate as well uh, considering the state of Venezuela. Um, So if you can nip across the border into Venezuela and score yourself a hottie, you might be able to get like a 10 uh, or at least five points above your station uh, of what what you'd normally get. So Venezuela could be a really good bet for you right now. Because it's, it's strange, but um, hot, hot women get in trouble too, like, you know, starving to death if the economy isn't going well because, uh, you know, like the socialist Marxist workers' paradise of Venezuela is right now. But it's a general male thing that if you see a hot woman, you, you think nothing bad can happen. Like if I'm getting on a plane uh, and there's a super, super hot woman getting on the plane, I, I know the plane's not going to crash because the super hot woman's on the plane. Um, it's like um, I suppose that's why they they give us hot airline stewardesses because like well, how can this person die? They're so beautiful, you know. And you and you and you relax uh, until the plane falls out of the sky. Um, so, but no bad things can happen to hot women too. Um, so Venezuela, for a lot of you guys out there, uh, that could be. I mean, a, a ticket to Venezuela could be a uh, on the cards. Um, you you probably want to fly into um, somewhere safe like Colombia and uh and just sneak across the border uh maybe with your pocket stuffed full of mars bars or something like that and you could just leave, leave a trail of mars bars on your way out across the border and they'd follow you um so that's that's well you'd you'd have to you'd, you wouldn't want them all following you uh you wouldn't want to be like the pied piper or something like that um but uh, that could be a good deal for you right now venezuela um brazilian women brazil's a bizarre country because the women are hot and the men are the ugliest men on the planet. I don't understand that is. And the opposite of that is Malta. Malta, the women are terrible but the men are incredibly hot. So, I've been told okay, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. My boyfriend is, but I'm not. Um, so, Brazil's weird like that. Um, but with Brazil, um, all the girls have fake fake boobies. And I'm not a fake boobie fan. Um, I've been with girls who have fake boobies. They're like little mini bouncy b- basketballs. Um, and you put your hand on them and it just it doesn't do the same thing. Sorry. And they don't even tend to look that good anymore. They only look good if they're covered up, if you can use your imagination a bit. But if you've... Yeah, nah, not good. Argentinian women, um, stunningly beautiful. Um, and stunningly beautiful. Um, and the few Argentinian women I've met in my life have been actually pretty level-headed, so... Argentina, Argentina, you know Uruguay, good good bolt holes too um, at the moment with the way the world's going to shit. Um, Africa, well, just let that one completely go on. Uh, Except we'll talk about um, South African, you know, Dutch descendant uh, women. Um, These women can be amongst the most beautiful women on the planet, Um, but they want to have a farmhouse and seven kids. So, well, you know, if you're into farming and seven kids um, that are apparently yours, um, you know, so you'll get home from, you'll you'll get home from, you know, you'll get home from work and and you'll open the door there and the kids will run down the hall going, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And, you know, you have to believe them, don't you? You know, because apparently they're yours. Um, But uh, that's, that's what you get from Dutch women. Then there's the, I think, Angola is the german colony and there's some really really hot white chicks there too but once again um ranch farmhouses and uh, i think 11 kids so that's all i've got to say for the whole of the female population of africa um i've done australia uh europe uh i've spoken about holland um italy's like of course the big mummers. with that italy they want to be your mother that's that's what women do there. They want to be your mother, a mother that fucks you, and that's completely deserving, so just stay away from Italy. Um, France. Um, I don't know anything about France. Uh, Muslims. Uh, Germany. Uh, German women just have... Uh, look, you, you wake up with a German woman and, yes, we have sex now. We've only had sex 3.74 times in the last week, so you'll need to have sex now. And so you need to be the best lover with a German girl and then you need to be like uh, a, a superman and you need to be out earning all the money and then you come back and you need to change the diapers and then you need to be able to fix the fence and then you need to be able to cook her an amazing meal. And uh, and if you don't, um, well, they have, uh, German women, have, uh, I've learned from them because the relationship in Germany with men and women is based on fear as well, but it's the men uh, in fear of the women. I think that's why these wars all the time. they just trying to get away, trying to leave them all there. Uh, And that's probably why Germany's having so many problems right now, you know, because they haven't had a decent bust-up and they've been stuck with all their women for ages. Speaking of military and women, um, I was... Hang on a sec. I was watching a a, a YouTube video and, and and a commercial came up, an ad before it and it was for the australian defense force and um it was like following through the for the officer training in the in the academy our academy here is called duntroon in canberra and they were following like a woman and she was going to be like an army infantry officer by the look of it and they had her going around and and she's doing her job in the army now, and then she's going back. And but this is where I came from. Um, I can't think of anything crazier than having to follow a woman into combat. I mean, I mean, there's, there's just no way. There's absolutely no way. I think the ADF, the Australian Defence Force, must be completely compromised now, boys. If you're thinking of joining the military, just just forget it, because there's no way that you can have being a platoon or a squad that's led by a chick. You it's it's gonna be a gigantic clusterfuck of all time. And I don't have a military background, but I have a rafting background, and we did some pretty hairy shit. And let me tell you. The few women that were any good, they were were good as a grunt. And I've spoken to military mates of mine, and they had total agreement with me. And I'm watching this advertisement, this commercial, and I'm thinking, oh, my fuck, can you imagine if we had a female general? I mean, what? What? I just... Russia must be laughing right now. Russia must be... Really, because Putin's completely mad. Of course, he wants to start a land war in Russia. Who the hell does that? So anyway, women in the military. Um, So um, any other nationalities? Um, English chicks, slappers. Um, Scottish chicks, they don't get a dentist either. Uh, Irish girls, they're redheads. There you go, that's all you need to know. Um, Spanish chicks, crazy sex, crazy in the sack, um, but uh, I, not what I'd call your stable long term sort of stuff there. Um, that's all I got. Ah, um, oh, women, to sum it up, the carrot and the stick without the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know? What's there to know? That's all you need to know, boys and girls. <laughs> today I worked on my next book, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Uh, it's the final for me, the final read through and the and the fine tuning. Um, I got through to page one hundred and ninety today, so there. Uh, I got to get through another. 90 pages tomorrow Um, so 285 pages I'll probably work out to be a bit more than that so it's longer than my first book very happy with it we got my editor and I we got the um, uh, the first two or three pages sorted out I always have this issue with the starts I'm not talking about the first sentence I'm talking about the first two or three pages took us about five or six rewrites but we're there uh, and that's the bit that I was worried about. We're just getting the cover done now. I spoke to uh, my cover guy, Ivan, uh, and we, we've gone, we're have gone. we going for a complete redesign um, because the cover that he did that I posted up on my blog and that I have up there now was for a different title um, and it just doesn't work and he's been trying to amalgamate the two ideas and we just decided, no, scratch it, start again. Um, so, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have that cover done pretty soon. Uh, in the meantime, there's a couple of people who have volunteered to do some proofreading for me, so I'm going to probably send the book out to them in the next few days. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, hopefully a couple more weeks, two or three more weeks, we should be there. So paperback will be coming out first, then Kindle. Um, if I do an audiobook for this one, and the first audiobook went well, it's still going well. Um, I'll read it this time, though, I think. So I, I, I learned a lot with Davis Arrini, who read my first book, because of the whole process um, of of how it works. Um, I didn't know anything about it, but now I've got the general gist. I reckon I can get in there and get it smacked on the head. Um, Shout-outs to Aaron Clary, who sponsors this podcast, over there at Captain Capitalism and Asshole Consulting, his new book, Reconnaissance Man, which is out now um thanks aaron for being a bud and a supporter of me um and uh you can go to my if you enjoyed this podcast follow me um if you want more of my stuff go to my blog pushingropandownhill um.com um if you really like my stuff buy my first book and then buy my second book and then buy all my fucking books and and you'll just be a legend. Um, that's all i got for this week. There we go. The the, the women episode, uh, the misogyny episode, uh, and the misandry episode, because I hate everyone. Uh, this has been um, August 23rd, 2016, episode number 15, Adam signing off. Till next time, kiddies.